Hey folks, it's your friend Luke, the Strip Club DJ with another episode, episode 43 of a little show we like to call One to Review. I'm here with my buddy Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hey, how's it going, everyone? And Brandon in New York. Hey, I am Brandon. We rate and review hard-to-find and upcoming movies in the simplest way possible. One point if we didn't like it, two points if we did... We rate and review until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. Kick the intro! Hey, ladies and gents. Uh, we're here to review some movies for you, and that's what we're going to do right now. The first film of the week is a film called Lightspeed. It is a 2009 film directed by Betty Culberson. I'll give you a little synopsis here. The Omega space shuttle gets stuck in light speed forever with no way to stop it. Can the crew slow the ship down before everyone they know dies in the past that they are rapidly leaving behind? Uh, I am a big fan of sci-fi films. I thought this film was excellent. I had a really good time. I think Betty Culberson is new to the sci-fi genre, but I think she was an excellent director. It stars Gary Busey. Uh, as the captain of the ship, we've got Cheryl Plunkett as his daughter. Scott Donovan plays his grandson. Uh, there's a couple other crew members in there. What did you guys think of Lightspeed? This this film kind of combined all the great things I love about a sci-fi thriller. It had um, mystery. It had a lot of um, advanced ideas, a lot of thought and cerebral brain busters oh, yeah. going on oh, yeah. it was like blowing my mind constantly um there was this some, a smart film it's a smart film yes there were some laughs in there too you know you that um you've got gary Busey, yeah you got gary Busey yucking it up dropping stuff eating fast and 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 spitting on his uh cast cast members i guess Probably inadvertently. I mean, uh, not on purpose at this point. He's old. I'm a sucker for sci-fi. Uh, this movie didn't quite live up to my sci-fi expectations, mostly because it it takes itself seriously, but a little bit too serious. Do you know what I mean? Ah, no, I disagree, man. I think this film was... Yeah, I thought again, and, and I disagree that that Gary Busey is accidental. I don't think he was spitting on people out of character. I think he was excellent in this film. I thought everything was very carefully crafted. I guess that's the magic of Gary is that he's that good. He's that good. He can control. He's like the Jackson Pollock of spitting on people. Mm-hmm. But, but Brandon, I, I understand what you're saying. There is, like we said, it's a smart film. It's very complicated. There's a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. A lot and of, for Gary um, Busey to handle all that complicated dialogue and complicated ideas, for me, I just can't, you know, take him seriously. But yeah, I'd say he pulls it off in ninety percent of that dialogue. You're right. There's about ten percent of it that it doesn't quite sound like he knows what he's talking about. Well, a big trick the filmmakers use is they had a everyone on this on the spaceship had an earpiece, had that you know enhanced reality ear and eyepiece that that was just part of being on the ship, and the director would feed lines to Gary, would feed you know direction through the earpiece so it just mm-hmm. made it a real practical way to get what they needed out of the actors that's really cool 
yeah, implementing some new technology into the field of directing is, is, is a cool idea. I like to see that. So are you guys ready to rate Lightspeed? Yeah, I guess so, right? There's nothing else to say about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil the end. It's very exciting. Uh, I'm going to give this film two points. Uh, again, Betty Culberson, I'm used to her. She does a lot of magic realism, and this was really cool to see her do a sci-fi action kind of film. So two points for me. Yeah, two points for me. The movie did make me a bit nauseous, having to go through warp speed for about 35 minutes. I mean, they nailed it, obviously, but... Um, man the the blistering sounds the the blinding lights kind of wear down on you so it's um it's an iffy two points yeah i'm on the fence about this one i think ultimately i do have to only give it one point while i like sci-fi i like gary Busey. i don't know if it's a combination made in heaven for such a serious you know tone so one point for me all right, that's five points. Five. five points, guys. Each week I want to review, we rate and review movies till we get to 20 points. And the way we keep score is always different. This week is no different in that it is a new way of keeping score. And it is coin stacking. That's whoa, whoa, coin whoa. stacking. Coin stacking. It's the new hottest thing. It's what the kids are doing. Tide pods were in for a bit. I think bottle flipping. Bottle flipping. Now it's stacking coins. So if you check out YouTube, it's full of sick coin stackers. It's cool. It's like freestyle, loose change, parkour, it's like, sort of. It's like a Tamagotchi with coins. We're trying to expand our audience always at one to review. Last week we did our Wyoming episode. Brandon, how many Wyoming listeners we got now? I'm just going to wait till the saw is done. How many Wyoming, Wyoming folks do we have sawing in New York next to your apartment right now? Well, unfortunately, we still have zero listeners in Wyoming, but I will keep every day, everybody updated weekly on our Wyoming check-in. Cool. Well, this week we are hitting up the youth culture with coin stacking. So we're going to be, be stacking 20 coins, and whoever makes the sickest freestyle coin stack... Uh, wins. We're gonna well, we're gonna put we're gonna put pictures of them on our website, and then you can vote on them. Yeah. So let's get away with uh, five coins at first, right? All right. Here we go. Stacking five. Some people say the base or you know the foundation is most important. So don't and, forget that. And, yeah. And for our listeners, we're not just stacking them in a oh. in a pile. These are these are uh, like pyramids and stuff. For a basic would be a pyramid. That's a basic coin stack. We're doing more intricate things. I'm a little creative, more creative than that. Minus badass. All right, I'm done. Just good. Oh, man, this is harder than it looks. I'm good. I'm good. All right. I'm sorry, guys. Keep it. Keep it going. Well, well, let's kick it to a sponsor while we stack these coins. Sponsor time. Folks, this episode of One Two Review is brought to you by FourHats.com. That's right, one of our longest-running and favorite sponsors is back just in time for summer with the FourHats.com Summer Shade Promotion. Simply pick six incredible summer styles from the 2018 Summertime Rack or 2017's Leftover Box and send back as many 2018 picks as you want. If you send back less than three 2017 styles, you'll receive our limited-edition Sunny Block Phone Hat. You must send back at least two styles, but keeping five styles doesn't stop you from getting the Sunny Block phone hat. 
Just use the expedited shipping feature on your single send back to get your free gift. The whole promotion is simply the cost of four 2017 summer hats and will make your summer a lot hotter. 4hats.com. Finally, hats made simple. All right. 4hats. Thank you, 4hats. You've been with us since the very start. And I can't say how many hats I have right now. A lot, but I wear them occasionally and I do enjoy them. So 4hats, shout out. You guys, I'm excited about this movie. This one we all saw, um, not together, independently we saw this. This one was called Kid Town, 2008 film directed by Thomas A. Riddle. This movie, quite the enigma in itself. Here's the tagline. In the future, Drac Dravel roams the wasteland looking for food and water. Here's the thing, though. He stumbles upon Kid Town. This is an entire town run by kids. Also happens to be haunted by an ancient evil. What would you guys think of this film? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It's based on a uh, graphic novel. Not like a comic book series, but like a single graphic novel called yeah. Kid Town. Thick uh, book, Starring though. Drac Dravel. Or Drac Dravel. They say it differently. All the kids kind of say it differently in there, but uh, and I've only read it. Anyway, uh, great film. I loved it. I'm yeah, a sucker, kinda... though, for, you know, post-apocalypse. Mad yeah, Max this felt like a Mad Max, kind of. Yeah, it felt like, definitely like a Mad Max style. It's like Mad Max meets Dora the Explorer. Slash Poltergeist. Slash, yeah, yeah. It was spooky. It was cute. It um, it had a lot of product placement. I mean, that's that's kind of expected in, in these kids' movies, you know. But um, this, this movie really was a lot of fun despite all the the advertising in there and i yeah, thought the mystery was intriguing right what is this ancient evil what's going on and where are the adults am i right yeah yeah i mean the whole thing and it didn't the plot didn't really matter it was for me it was just more of a, a feel and a theme and uh just kind of being in that world was fun i like the plot well yeah no i liked it but i'm just saying yeah it's so uh I, I mean the big reveal was that it's a it's um well, the kids, the 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 big reveal, spoiler alert, is that the kids are turning the adults into kids by stealing, by yeah, permanently perma children, per, yeah, perma children by by permanently stealing their hopes and dreams. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of an honest allegory for what kids really do to your life. Shout out to my parents out there. Uh, yeah, this film was very much an allegory, I think, for having a, a child. Thomas A. Riddle, the director, is also the writer of this film, and he is a recent parent. And that's what he said in a recent interview, was that this is uh, about him having his child and how he felt, how these kids were constantly eating him and sucking away his dreams. Yeah. Uh, also, we should say it stars uh, Brian Mendoza as Drac Draval, and uh, we've got Hugh Bush in there, Loyola, I don't know how to say her name, Loyola um, Malin, and then Jamie Mann also in there, and then a bunch of kid actors who I did not recognize, uh, but they were all pretty good in it, too. Yeah, it was fun. It had some violence, had some toned-down kid violence, you know, where they turn the camera away as they smash each other with an engine block. Yeah, it was fairly tasteful. Yeah, good tasteful violence kept the rating at G, which will definitely help that help Kid Town keep some meat and seats. Um, obviously, Riddle didn't 
his dreams weren't crushed by his children, even though he wrote this film based on that sentiment, he ended up making a move anyway. So parents, don't take this too seriously. You can still play Frisbee golf on the weekend. You can still build a, a backyard seesaw and, and do some minor attempts at a dream. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be moments when your life will feel like you live in kid town as direct travel. Anywho, uh, you guys ready to give this thing some points? Yeah, let's enumerate this movie. All right. Um, Kid Town, as hard as it tried to really catch my attention, um, it just it just didn't quite land for me, honestly. I got to give it a point. And I don't really like kids that much either, so one point. Cool. Uh, I got to give it two points. I had a good time visiting Kid Town. It's the kind of violence I like in my films. Two points. Yeah, I'm going to say I did enjoy the movie. I am going to give it two points. Resist the urge to want to move to Kid Town. I think you'll understand why by the end of the film, but two points. That is five points for Thomas Riddle's Kid Town. All right, five points. Add five stacks to your stack. All right, let's stack these coins. Hey, you guys see any good memes lately? Um, um I saw the the herky jerky drooling frog. Oh, that's a now classic. Yeah, that's like two weeks old, right? Yeah, I guess I'm a little outdated. The too much gum meme. Oh, I love that one. The Mori falling on his hand uh, meme. Oh yeah, handfall Murray Mori. He actually broke his hand. That one's really not that funny. It's not funny, but it it is funny. You know what I mean? Okay, let's stack my. my yeah, I'm good to go. Luke's taking his time. He understands patience is a virtue when stacking. Yeah. Quiet. It's pretty bad looking, guys. I don't know. I've just. Maybe I'm out of touch. Well, <laughs> let's talk about. Sponsor. Things, uh... Yeah, sponsor, sure. Sponsor time. <laughs> Dry food cracking your teeth? Yeah, broken teeth slashing your gums? Blood always dripping into your soup? Never again. Rehydrate your food. You can turn jerky into steak, raisins into grapes, and plums into pears. The food rehydrator infuses your meals with water in seconds. Remoisten your meal and save your soup. All right, guys, this is Constance V. Nutter. Her directorial debut in this 2017 film called Bleach Boys. It's a documentary about the next generation of Beach Boys music and and it comes from an extreme Japan noise version of the classic album songs that we all remember from the 60s and 70s. This documentary follows the re-release of the rather large explosion of Japan noise and its infusement in the Beach Boys vibe. And it's climbed to the top 40 radio charts. Oof, this documentary confused me. It was so specific. So specific. Such a specific thing. 
but I gotta say, I found some of these Japanese bands that they uh, talked about and discussed uh, very interesting. Caligari, uh, Diesel Guitar, X Girl. You guys familiar with like the noise scene in general? Marisbau? Mer- no, not really stuff. at all. Not really at all. Yeah, this was a weird intersection when Nap, you know, they decided to do a cover album of Beach Boy songs in the extreme noise fashion and it gained popularity and people outside of the noise circles kind of heard it, you know. Even Boris, you know, they they were they had a hit on that compilation, so. They're yeah, so, so let me get this straight. So ones, so that was a bunch of different Japanese noise bands that each contributed a Beach Boys cover to yeah. this album, and right. that album reached the top 40 in Japanese radio? Yeah. Also, not only Japanese radio, yeah, but, but radio, yeah. Yeah, it hit, okay. it hit LA and New York charts for a second there. Yeah. I thought it was just noise. And this was, I thought it was this just was... radio static, but then somebody came on and it explained that it was actually a song and i was like oh i guess i like that sloop john b was the hit yeah i think can we play a i think we have to play a clip because as a person that hasn't really listened to this kind of music it was interesting to hear and i think probably most listeners are probably like me and probably not heard a lot of japanese noise rock all right well what's your favorite beach boy song i I think sloop john b is probably a great one well here's a clip See, yeah. I, so I know what you mean. It takes a you, you have to hear it to hear it. And some people probably will never unhear it, but that's a good thing, right? I just yeah, it was again, it was just such a specific thing and this just happened last year. So for me it's even a thing that doesn't have much consequence yet, so to have a documentary kind of made about a thing that just happened I don't know. I I, I like how specific it was, but it definitely didn't uh, catch me in a way, you know. I like how the the reaction from real Beach Boys fans and even a couple of the the boys themselves was um, like a mixture of angered confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Mayer was the one who really spearheaded the anger movement. I've never seen that guy get as mad as he was before. He's like, he was furious. You ruined these songs, you know. That's crazy. not an instrument. Yeah. See, I I love the Beach Boys. I don't feel like these songs were ruined. I feel like you can cover a song in any way, and you haven't you haven't ruined the original at all. You know, it's still there. So have fun with it. Um, but it's just it's a it's an acquired taste, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I for me, the noise scene is to music as like just pouring any ingredient in your refrigerator is to culinary arts like grabbing soy sauce and pouring it on mayonnaise and mustard and mixing it together with a piece of raw chicken that's like what noise music is a lot of times i hear that and let me tell you my point of view i've seen a couple noise shows and what i appreciate most is after the noise show how you hear music and things all around you you know it's the silence after. Right. It's the So you can appreciate that as much as you probably could appreciate a delicious, you know, cooked, prepared meal after having just eaten a meal with everything in it, you know? So it makes you appreciate constructed things a little bit more. Oh, it makes the rest of the world brighter. I can see that. So 
Try that on for size. Kind of like going through solitary confinement and then you get to see the warden. Sure. If he's like torturing you in this like torture chamber. Right. You guys ready to give this movie some numbers and score it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this film... I'm going to give it two... Yeah, all right, I already said it. I'm going to give it two points. It's a tough two for me because it's right in the middle. Like I said, it didn't quite catch me, but I love the Beach Boys. I love seeing John Mayer angry and, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe this is important. Maybe it is something that in 10 years I will look back and, and realize that this was more important than it, than it than I feel like it is right now. So two points for me. Yeah, two points for me. I think the the filmmaking is great. Soundtrack needed some work, maybe a scale, maybe a chord structure, maybe a beat. Um, but beyond that, the documentary is great, and I love hearing about fringe cultures, fringe topics, so two points. Yeah, solid two for me. I'm a sucker for documentaries, especially music documentaries about obscure stuff. And I also happen to like noise music. So definitely a solid two points and a thumbs up recommendation. All right. That is six points. Six, six points. more coins onto my freestyle stack. All right. I, bet, I think you guys should do the same. You guys on Twitter? How's Twitter blowing up today? Snapchatting t- today too? No, no, no. I don't know how to Snapchat. I do know how to Instagram, though. I'm pretty good at that. I get some likes. I got 13 likes. I have a 50 cent piece that's pretty big. Can I use that? No. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you got the balls. Yeah, if you got the cojones. That's it. All right, I'm good. For me. Six stacked. I'm kind of worried about the, the younger generation. What? But you remember what we did with quarters? We used to flick them into each, flick them into each other's uh, knuckles and make each other's knuckles bleed. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, I was talking to Alex about that earlier. Is that the same game where you try to like bounce it into a cup? Is it a drinking game? Those two separate games? Bloody knuckles? Bloody knuckles? Uh, no, bloody knuckles was like a game that quarters is the flip game. Played yeah, bloody in knuckles. detention. all right let's kick it sponsor time kids love sponsors the fly swaddler is the world's first catch and release fly swatter and the only humane way of disposing of house flies the catch and release swaddler captures and holds up to 20 flies in a warm safe feeding chamber until they release don't kill them set them free the fly swaddler You know what I was thinking? I, I like the fly swaddler, but I was thinking what would really be great is a fly swatter for your fishing pole so you can swat the other fisherman's flies when you're fly fishing. So you can mm, get the I upper like that idea. You can get the upper hand. I'm gonna edit that out of the podcast because someone's gonna steal that idea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. We got I think one more movie. Depends. Yeah, I hope so. It's been a long day. This next movie we saw is called Bee Transporter. This was a Thelma S. Elliott film, or as she likes to call it, a Thelma S. Elliott joint. Uh, this one stars Michael 
Michael has to get 30,000 bees across half the country in 24 hours. And this is the story of how he almost did it. What did you guys think of Bee Transformer and Thelma's joint here? Uh, yeah, uh, it's good. Uh, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul plays Michael, actor named Paul Paul, who I haven't seen before. Uh, Rebecca Rivers plays his wife. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was interesting. It's a lot of bees. Yeah, a lot of bees in a tiny car traveling across country. It's quirky. It, you know, it felt like a, um, uh, Wes Anderson film. Sure. Yeah, Quirk City up here. This movie really didn't sting me the way I wanted it to. Um, How did you want it to sting you? I wanted to really build a relationship with the bees. Every single bee has a personality, and they kind of touched on it. Um, There's 30,000 of them, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe just giving the bees names instead of just calling them Hey Bee. I don't I wanted them to expand the personalities of these bees, I guess. Nobody else felt that way? No. They were mostly just sitting in a hive in the back seat. I don't think the film was about the bees. It's definitely about the guy and his, I guess. I mean, I understand that there was like 50,000 characters in the back seat that you wanted to meet, but (laughs) I don't think they were important. (laughs) You want to meet all the bee people. You know that's what? your complaint. Okay. I never, I never saw B movie. So, well, yeah, that's that. You want to see that movie? So exactly. you thought the B transporter was going to be about the bees? Yeah. Nope, it's not. It's about the guy. Uh, the guy actually ends up going crazy a little bit by the end of the film. I would say the isolation and the stress of having to transport this many bees and the occasional bee that gets out, and then he's you know driving erratically and stuff with. These, these bees in boxes it's a pretty stressful situation so he ends up you know talking to them and talking to himself and it's weird uh, do you guys want to talk about what happens at the end and why they don't make it to the final destination I mean he sets them free a mile away from the uh, the bed and breakfast that he's taking them to yeah he ends up just thinking they'd have a better life on their own so I don't know. I thought I don't know. I I I didn't like the end so much. I I do like this film, but I did not like the end so much. Um, That really, yeah, that really bummed me Mm. out because if he had just driven one mile closer, then the bees would have had a a better home. Probably, I'm pretty sure. Maybe the bees probably made it there anyways. They would have been. Well, I mean, how fly can a bee? How far can a bee fly? (laughs) No, nobody knows. Nobody knows how far a bee can fly. I think they know. No. 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 Not a bee. I mean, we can't figure uh, out why they're disappearing. Some people say it's radio frequencies. Some people say it's changing on the magnetic poles. Maybe it's the Earth is flat now. There's a lot of problems with... There's a lot of problems that are, are really kind of fucking with the bees. Well, cool. Okay. So, I, and I agree. I think, and I think that's an important topic. And I was hoping that this film would have a little more of an allegory for that. But I, I would, I've been trying to, since I left the theater, I've been trying to think about why him leaving the bees a mile away, why, why him releasing them a mile away from his destination, what, how that is a comment on colony collapse disorder. And I can't quite put it together. 
it was you know what i'm saying so like i don't get the point of the film i want the point of the film to have something to do with colony collapse disorder and why the bees are going away i don't know but i missed it if it's there but it might be there i just feel like he just left those bees for their doom I mean, exactly. Were... And I think that's what I think maybe that's is the film saying that's what we're doing to bees right now is that we're not helping them. We're not figuring it out. We're just throwing them out of the car because we're being driven crazy by our isolation. I, I, I want to hope that there is. A I don't think I think you're reading film. too much. I think it's kind of a lighthearted thing. I think bees are super resilient for the most part. They'll they'll travel to the next. They'll make mm. it to the bed and breakfast. No, they need us. They need us. We need their honey. It's a codependency, but I think the bees really need B&Bs to survive. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about numbers and how we would assign them to this film as like a rating sort of thing. All right. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm still hoping that there is a, a depth to this film that I haven't caught. So I am going to give the bee transporter a rewatch and uh, I'm going to give it a two for even, you know, um, giving me the permission as a film to let me watch it again. Two points. Um, I was very confused by this movie. I'm obviously not up to date on my B knowledge. So I felt a little left out. But that being said, it was a fun watch. It was a fun character to watch. And I really loved the I love the the angry bee montage where he gets stung a bunch of times for throwing out throwing out a sandwich that had a bee stuck in the bag, you know, and you shouldn't litter anyway. So he kind of was asking for it. Um, so two points for me. Yeah, for me, I am gonna give Bee Transporter ultimately two points. I think it is an enjoyable film. I think you want too much from it, perhaps, Alex. Uh, but, you know, if you um, are waiting for, you know, a seat at Chili's on a busy Friday night, you got a couple hours to kill, go see this movie. It's a long wait at Chili's. I don't know what's wrong with your Chili's. All right. Wait, shit, was that five points? Five, five points. points. You mean, like, what's right about my Chili's? Why Chili's, do they have a two-hour wait? Guess what? It's called Chili's. They let you chill, B. Sounds like a chill good for chilies. two hours before you get your food. Chill. Well, let's talk about right. five points. Let's talk about stacking these coins. Whoa, 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 whoa! What extreme sports have you guys been into lately? While we stack these, we could talk about that. Been watching BMXing. Been lighting That's my cool. pubes. <laughs> Firework farting, farting out fireworks. Kids are into that now. Oh, you know what is cool? Butt chugging. Kids are into that, right? Butt chugging. Trying out, trying out needles. I'm done. I'm taking a picture of mine. Okay, there's my stack. All I'm right. gonna add a couple more. I did pretty good. I'm gonna take a picture. Let's take a picture. Soon we'll put these on Instagram. Let us know which one wins, and we'll award that person the dub stacks. Award. 20 dope, dope stacks, stacks dope 29 stack dope is 2009 20, 2009 dope stacks we'll all right blast that out on all the social media I'm, uh all right all right 
right? That's we gotta thank Rab, end, right? That's twenty points. We, we did. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rab, thank you. Rab, thanks for being our Patreon donor. We really appreciate your support. Every week we shout out your name because you donate to us uh, like a couple bucks a month. That's pretty cool. So other mm-hmm. people can do that too if they want to hear us say their name and shout them out. Brandon, I think, so, you're, I think you're underselling it. Folks, get on our Patreon. You can find it on our website, 12review.com. Go to our Patreon, sign up. It's just a dollar for us to have for us to mumble your name it's two dollars for us to say your name and you help the show a lot so get on that website one two review.com go to patreon and help us out we really also appreciate it we're on instagram we've been posting uh videos for our advertisements every week so check us out on instagram on one two review and if you're in wyoming uh listen to us if you know somebody in wyoming and you're listening to this tell them to listen to with us we need to get a listener in wyoming yeah, text this to your Wyoming peeps. It's a big deal. Next week, we're going to be reviewing Crouton, Old Days Night, Drought in November, Balls of Cloth, Disco Check, Fire in July, and another one from the Doe series. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. Is that movie unnamed still? The Doe movie? <laughs>